If Christians are called to be God's witnesses in the world and to practice holiness and do good to others whenever and wherever they can, is there still room for the practice of removing oneself from society in order to purify our hearts and minds and focus solely on God? We want to share a biblical view of survivalists on the next Family Matters. Do stay tuned. I'm Graham Schnell for Family Matters, where we offer practical advice from Focus on the Family. Our question today comes from a believer who is having a tough time reconciling God's Word with the solitary, off-the-grid lifestyle. He asks, What do you think of Christians who adopt a survivalist, off-the-grid mentality, who sell their homes, move to remote desert or mountain locations, stockpile food, grow their own crops, live like pioneers, and strive to be as independent of the system as possible? I know several people who are moving in this direction. I don't completely disapprove. After all, I'm sure we'd all be better off if we eliminated some of our modern luxuries and learned to live more simply. Still, I can't help wondering if this is really the way God wants us to behave as his witnesses in the world. What do you think? It all depends on your friend's motives. Why are they taking these steps? What do they expect to accomplish by living this kind of life? From a Christian perspective, there can be a number of positive spiritual reasons for stepping outside the boundaries of human society. Sometimes it's a good thing for believers to separate themselves from the influences of culture, at least for a while. Down through the ages, Christians from a wide variety of backgrounds and theological perspectives have taken this step. Examples include the Desert Fathers of the 3rd century and the Puritan Pilgrims of New England. These people had one main reason for going out into the wilderness, literally or figuratively. They wanted to purify their hearts and minds and deepen their sense of dependency upon the Lord. They were seeking to wean themselves from conformity to the ways of the world. Jesus himself began his ministry by spending 40 days in the desert. During that time, he looked to God alone for his sustenance and strength. Later, he had a habit of withdrawing to solitary places for prayer and communion with the Father. Church history is filled with examples of Christians who have tried to follow his example in one way or another. On the other hand, some who call themselves Christians have embraced the kind of lifestyle you're describing for reasons that aren't especially healthy. Perhaps the most noteworthy and most dangerous of these reasons is fear. We might describe it as sanctified paranoia. Some of these people belong to sects and groups who are convinced that we are living in the end times. They are desperately seeking refuge from famine, earthquake, persecution, war and rumors of war. You can see Mark 13, 7-9. Others divorce themselves from the surrounding culture simply because they distrust the government or fear secular influences. Still others detest the filthy lifestyle of their heathen neighbors. It seems fair to say that these groups fall short of the standard of Christian charity in their outlook and behavior. They have forgotten that perfect love casts out fear. That's 1 John 4.18. As a way of getting at a truly biblical perspective on the question you've raised, Let's assume for a moment that we are living in the end times. What then? How should a Christian respond? Fortunately, the Apostle Peter gives us a straightforward answer to this question. As he sees it, end time Christians, Christians who are living under conditions of hardship, stress and opposition, are called to do one thing. They are called to practice holiness and do good to others wherever and whenever they can. They are supposed to work the works of God while it is day. John 9.4 Paul seems to have been thinking the same way when he wrote to the Galatians. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. That's Galatians 6.10. 
In the end, you'll have to make up your own mind about the motives of your pioneer friends and the relative merits and deficiencies of life off the grid. This program was produced by Focus on the Family. I'm Graham Schnell, inviting you to join us again for the next edition of Family Matters. Family Matters.